You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of Los Angeles Magazine. I am very happy to say that I am Gina Grad, and... That must make me Brian Bishop. Thanks for replacing me. Yeah, exactly. Heroically back. Uh, a heroic return. We missed you. Uh, Michelle McPhee was here and Teresa Strasser was here. But, oh. you know, they, they what, what, what we get in those amazing women, we lack in um, the Brian Bishop uh, snark that sure. um, your, your wife was so uh, kind to let us know you were dishing out to the nurses in recovery. I, I did, this comes as news. I believe you. I believe her. Everything checks out. That sounds like something I would do. Uh, but uh, let's let's wait and see what actually happens. I believe that you say we say snark, and you say that's just the way I converse. Yeah. That, so I think just, everyone can be true. That's just me getting back to zero. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm pretty much just. I want you to take it away. I want you to tell us what you remember, maybe what you don't remember, and have been filled in with. I may have to stop and ask a, a random dummy question as a liaison for all the listeners. But you just start where you're comfortable starting. We want to hear everything. Sure. So to catch everyone up, yeah, I was uh, scheduled to go in for my first ever brain biopsy, which. Uh, if I, I think I explained that 14 years ago when I was diagnosed, not only was that not an option, it was very much recommended against. You know, like the, the, the area your tumor is in, uh, your brain tumor is uh, way too high uh, functioning real estate. And as such, even, <coughs> excuse me, even uh, biopsying it carries too much of a risk of nicking a uh, cranial nerve and uh, causing irreparable harm just by going in to see what we're dealing with. So for, okay. for 14 years, we're dealing with this thing in the dark, you know, where we're, we're guessing like based on its behavior and based on my symptoms and based on its location. We think it's this, we think it's that. Let's uh, try this and see if it works. And thankfully, a lot of the things we tried worked, uh, but, you know, they're still uh, flying without a net, so to speak. So um, fast forward 14 years to today, and technology has advanced to the point that, yeah, it is, it is reasonable, a reasonable amount of risk that we could do a biopsy and see what we're actually dealing with and get some pathology and see what this tumor actually is and see what it does and what its markers are and a lot of stuff that's above my pay grade. Um, and also... Uh, the technology has changed and the tumor has shifted ever so slightly the work to where there are there there's a part of it that's in an area of the brain that's a, a lot less risky so the combined so with more, those two more things, of the more of the backyard than the actual real estate yeah there you go this is okay. a um this is a weekend project as opposed to uh, you know, move out of the house or reno sure sure so uh we set it all up um the, the, these things Happen quickly, typically because you know we're, we're they're dealing with life and death scenarios. In my situation, it was just hey, there's a spot available. Um, you know, within I think it was within a week of when I was you know first really presented with. They had to go through a liver biopsy and then like a, a special MRI, like just to make sure that I could handle all that came with potentially down the road medications, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, I'm going to put my finger up every time I have a question, which yeah. would probably be pretty normal. Please. They biopsied your liver and you never said anything? Like they took a piece of your liver out? 
You know, I really thought I said something, but I guess not. It's funny. The, I the feel liver... like I would remember if they took some of your liver out. <laughs> they did. Uh, and uh, they, they biopsied that. That was a, that was a, a wake procedure, like an outpatient awake procedure. They, they numbed me and they, you know, gave me some, I guess, oxycodone. But uh, yeah, it was the, that, that was a wide awake procedure. This would be a, another good time to tune in uh, to the YouTube channel, A, to see a healthy and vibrant Brian Bishop. And I am making some real involuntary motions with my, I, my skin is like creepy crawly hearing so much of this. You are, you are so brave for I, dealing with it. And I would never stop talking about it if they biopsied my liver. I was talking, so uh, footnotes, all of this, you know, where I mentioned before making a documentary about young adult cancer, uh, specifically uh, humor in cancer. We're talking to a, a survivor by the name of Jacob Sharp. He's a comedian. He's out of Toronto, but he toured all over and he was in LA. And I was like, we got to talk to this guy. This is a few months ago. And so we're sitting down and talking to this guy and he has, he, Jacob has this great uh, perspective, which is, yeah, you know, people say all the time, like, oh, it's all you talk about is cancer. Yeah, you try getting cancer and not talking about it. Like, that is a life-changing thing. Like, uh, everyone who has it should only talk about that. Yeah, smart. So he's on he's on your side. But uh, anyway, yeah. I digress. Back to, the, uh, back to the issue at hand. Yeah, I had the uh, liver biopsy a month ago, three weeks, four okay. weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, the, that was actually... The, the recovery from that was tougher only because they're piercing my rib muscles. So getting yeah. around, like getting around and even getting off the yeah. couch was really difficult. I think the first night, yeah, yeah I, I guess I didn't talk about this. The first night after I'd had the procedure, I'm at home, but I can't lie down flat. Like I slept, right. I slept sitting up. It was very uncomfortable, but it was so painful just to lie down, stretch out and lie flat, that uh, that lasted a few days, if not a week. Uh, not the, the sleeping, but the soreness. I was able yeah. to sleep, thankfully. But uh, yeah, they so they tested the liver because the idea, they're like, we're not going to bother with this brain biopsy if the liver numbers come back bad. Like if you're not able to tolerate the medication we'd like to put you uh, on, we're not, what was, what's the point at that point? So once I got through that, and they're like, yeah, liver numbers look good. Whatever liver damage you may have experienced is from medication and not from actual liver disease. So, right. you know, it should uh, calm down over time. You should be good to go with whatever medication they want to put you on, blah, blah, blah. So uh, then we got the green light to go ahead with the MRI for mapping. So I got an MRI the day before my procedure. Procedure was Tuesday. I got the MRI Monday. And I think... I feel like Christy uh, may have posted a video or a picture at some point on Instagram, but they outfitted me. Oh, I was on the way. I was on the podcast. You yeah, you look I was like outfitted uh, the amazing uh, Yeah, I was outfitted with, I was bejeweled. I was outfitted yes. with uh, these uh, markers that would guide the computer technology amazing. that would guide the surgeon who had the needle that was going through my skull. They looked like pineapple lifesavers all around your, like crowning your head. Yeah, I was ready for an Indian wedding. For sure. I was ready to be betrothed. Well said. And so uh, I got those done. I, I lived with those for 24 hours or whatever it was. And uh, no showering at that point, at least not on my face. Uh, I just said, forget it. So um, 
the procedure well, check-in was 5.15 a.m. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the first hour is kind of a bust. Like, I, I checked in, and I think I got my wristband like at six or six fifteen, yeah. like it wasn't. It wasn't until then that they came out, gave their wristband, come back with us, and then now, now we can go back to the uh, the, the the waiting area. Not the waiting. I'm in the waiting. I'm in the waiting room. There, are, you know, people dressed and with spouses right. and children, whoever, and they're just kind of all sitting around this doctor's waiting room, and they come get you, and they give their wristband, and they say, "Follow me." You're up first. And so they lead me back to mm. what is sort of a traditional, you know, uh, it feels like a triage room. It's a, it's a surgery yeah. trap. So, you know, right. it's all, you know, it's all sectioned off by the curtains and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm back there, uh, separated by curtains. And the uh, very nice nurse says, All right, everything off. Uh, put on this, uh, put on this gown. I'm like, Baby, I know the gown situation. I go front and back for full coverage. She's like, not today. You know, today is just in front. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, good. Why? What does she I care? Guess, I guess if they have to access something, which is weird because they're... They're only a paper-thin paper thin dress away from whatever yeah, they need. They're, they're, they're going right here in my skull. They're literally going to drill a hole into my skull after they lift up, lift up a small flop of skin God, and uh, take out... Take out. It turns out a gram of brain tissue. Oh uh, God! Which actually is cancer tissue. So you know, win-win. You know, we didn't like me. it anyway. Yeah. 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 You know, it's time to go. You've overstayed your welcome. And so right. I change into the thing, and I, I sit down on the uh, gurney, and thus my journey actually begins. That's when they start taking the vitals. You know, uh, blood pressure, uh, all the everything, temperature, everything like that. That's when they put the IV in. That, uh, actually, two IVs, one on each arm, uh, because I'm getting a lot of medication at this point. Uh-huh. And uh, the, anest- uh, the anesthesiologist comes over. He's the first doctor I meet. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be uh, administering your, uh, well, I forget what he called, anesthesia. Juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, what, so what exactly am I getting? He's like, you're getting propofol. I'm like, work yeah. for him, Jay. It's going to work for me. <laughs> yes. Dude, that shit works. And it works fast. Yeah. Like it fast forward to fast forward to me actually being wheeled like through the hospital up the elevator uh, or down whatever it was into the actual OR. To my recollection, I was having a semi lucid conversation and it was lights out and I I woke up in the recovery room. But uh, Christy, you were not having a lucid conversation. I knew what I was saying. That it reminds me because we, for whatever reason, watched Wolf of Wall Street again yesterday. Yeah, it's like when Leonardo DiCaprio thinks he's speaking English and yep. doesn't have a scratch on his car. That's you after the like, 18th Quaalude. That's funny coincidence because I watched a uh, I watched a History Buffs episode on YouTube about how true is that is all the stuff, and uh, they did do that scene where he's like, "Why would I do that?" You're like, "What? What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> why? Why? That was me." <laughs> Only quicker. <laughs> and so, yeah, so uh, back to the gurney. So I'm getting it. I don't know if you can see this or prints, but they, uh, they shaved, they shaved oh. my arm. Yeah. You can you, see like the, a shave poodle. the gradient there. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I have hair on my elbow and hair on my wrist, but nothing on the forearm. And that's where one of the IVs was. Uh, and uh, you feel like they could, you feel like having adhesive remover would be just something they would have in that hospital. Yeah. But, Apparently, I'll no provide time. your own. 
I have a box of it at home, like these individual wipes that work great. It's like, why do you guys not have this? Anyway, I took <laughs> a little hair I had left. Uh, and so turns out this was the morning, Tuesday morning, that LeBron James' uh, son was in the hospital. Bronny had I, cardiac arrest, yeah. Yeah, he, he collapsed or something at a USC basketball yeah. practice. And I was told by Christy, so I have to assume this is correct. I had, I was told that we were like, waiting for the elevator with LeBron James. Like he was like right there, like next to my gurney. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fading pretty fast at this point. So I have no idea. But afterwards she's like, Oh yeah, LeBron was there. He's huge. He, he was oh. waiting for the elevator next to us. It would have been so much better if you were like, I swear to God, LeBron James was standing right next to me. Okay, Brian, let's get you yeah. back to bed. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I swear. If I had made that outlandish claim, no one would believe it. They just chalk it up to me wow. being insane. And, that is not the time to say, hey, big fan. I mean, his kid is very, he's very worried. Fuck that guy. Be the Warriors oh in the uh, in the God. playoffs. No, oh. of course, that heart goes out to him. Um, so, yeah, so they, they administer all the uh, everything. They get the IV going. It's all relatively simple. I, mean, I, have, I may have mentioned this to you at some point years past, but I do have tricky veins. My veins are small, and they tend to Same. roll, which is a bad combination. Oh. Whoa. I know, and so Roll. and I, I even told the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, I don't want to say aesthetician, the anesthesiologist. Uh, yeah. he may be an aesthetician too, but he's an anesthesiologist. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. know. No offense. Exactly. I have no reason uh-huh. to know. And so I said, I'm yeah. like, hey, just so you know, I tell I've been to this building so many times and told them so many times. I have tricky veins. You're going to have to really, you know, go after. He's like, oh, no problem. I do this all the time. They always miss the sure. first time. And at that, at that point, to his credit, he's like, you know, I'm going to have someone come with a, I'm going to have phlebotomist come with a um, butterfly uh, ultra, ultrasound. No, no, no. They're going oh, ultrasound. I love that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the like x-ray and it shows you where the vein is. What an invention. This is, this is, the, I have, Trina, please. I have had that many times. This is one oh, step I've, up. I've only seen it they're, once. They're putting oh, okay. the jelly on my arm and the ultrasound machine. My arm is pregnant, turns out. Congratulations. I was going to say, yeah. yeah it's, are you having a baby? It's a girl. That's right. And uh, wow. that's how they actually made the, uh, the, the, uh, the piercing. Wow. Yeah, they went, they went full ultrasound on my arm. Wow. That's yeah, so cr- I didn't I'm, I'm, know that was a thing. I'm not exaggerating. That was the first time that's ever happened. And I have to imagine it's for surgery. And because I'm going to have this IV in for yeah. 24 hours oh, minimum. Wow. Yeah. They don't want it, you know, popping out. Um, but they secured it. And I was good to go. And then at that point, the surgeon comes out. And he, at that point, it's like, um, at that point, it's like, I'll give you a sports metaphor, even though you might not, might not be familiar yeah. with the idea. Like, you know, you talk to your quarterback before the game. You already have the game plan. You've already gone through practice. You've already right. done the reps. You're just getting on the same page. Like, hey, let's formality. make sure. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a formality, but it's important. So he's like, all right, well, we're going to, here's what we're going to do. I'm like, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going under. And he, and do he, they do he, Sharpie? Like not this leg, not this part, not this side of the brain. We want this side of the brain. You know, it's funny. The stickers that you saw are the Sharpie of today. That said, Got I it. feel like he did some writing on my head. You know what I mean? A little like, tic-tac-toe before they you know, A little bit of like, you know, cut here kind of thing. Um, That's what I'm asking. Like very, yeah. it's very Acme. It's very Wiley Coyote. Apparently you're supposed to write malpractice on the area you don't cut. <laughs> That's what I was told. Wait, that's not true. I've heard people do that. That's very funny. <laughs> and so 
he, you know, he marks me with an X or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, next up. And, uh, they, they wheel me stepping back a second. So I had my procedure done at Cedar Sinai where I've been treated for 14 years. You know, those Dr. Rudnick, right. especially who I've talked right. about before, he's like family at this point, you know, we, we trust him implicitly and literally uh, is, with your life, literally, literally with my life. And this is his partner, in uh, in the department, Dr. Chu, who is doing the actual procedure, of which he's done many. So I'm not uh, I'm not probably not nearly as nervous as I should be. But the right. overall patient experience is so much better today than even it was when I first started going there 14 years ago. Like I used to have to go across the hospital to the medical office towers to see Dr. Rednick and like look at MRI results or wh- whatever. And then I would have to maybe go get labs done at this other location. It was in the middle of the hospital. Right. And it was, right. that was a God for second place. And then I had to go to the infusion center in the cancer center, which was like down in the bowels in the basement, which was at the time state of the art. And it was actually very nice mm-hmm. for an infusion center, but like I'm traversing many hundreds of yards at this point, And now I've been there long enough but I have witnessed personally this new building get built next to the Beverly Center, if you're familiar with it. It's the the Advanced Health Sciences Pavilion. And now everything is in the same building. They can operate in that building. I see Rudnick in that building. I got my uh, MRIs in that building. They could do imaging if they had to right there, just next door. Like it's all in that building. So that really improves. I mean, I imagine there are some other newer, you know, newer construction hospitals in the world right. that have this, you had this 14 years ago. The fact that Cedars now does is caught up, it really improved the patient experience. So that's for amazing. Me it was easy. Cedars Sinai is huge. It's multiple blocks, it's multiple the East Tower, the West Tower, it's a whole thing. And to make people who inherently are there because they have some sort of physical impairment yeah. traverse uh, you know multiple city blocks is not my favorite so that that's good to hear and not just that i don't know what your experience is with cedars but if you've ever been like seeing a doctor and like oh just uh, get a uh, whatever an ekg at this building mm-hmm. That building might be on the other side of the beverly center which is a, a, a mall like a, a oh. huge mall you got to move your car. This is not, this is, yeah, drive this is not, not walkable though. We're talking yeah. about like a few blocks away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm very glad that they've centralized this. Yeah. They've really streamlined the process, which makes it easy on people like me, but people also in much worse shape, you know, people who really right. would have a hard time getting from building to building, which years ago I, I did, but nowadays it's more of a nuisance, thankfully not right. you know part of our lives. So I get wheeled. I don't even know where I had the procedure. It's probably on the fifth floor of this one main building. And, uh, it was, it was great. They put me in there. I remember being in there. I remember talking to the nurses and the techs and, you know, having a conversation. And then it was lights out and it was, I am asleep. And I woke up in the recovery room and the weird, the recovery room was the same room that I was in before. The weird thing was now I assume it had a lot to do with the steroids that I was on. I, I, I had a lot of energy. I, I was I was as close as you could realistically say to being shot out of a cannon. I was like, hey, That's guys, what's hilarious. up? <laughs> I, what? I was really hoping you were going to try and fight a nurse. No, I, I, I was apparently sassy. 
Uh, That's you know, what we hear. Upon waking up, Christy was there. My mom was there. I think only one was allowed back at a time. So Christy was there. My mom was in the waiting room in that waiting room I mentioned beforehand. But, you know, it was all, hey, Mr. Bishop, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Where are you? What day is today? And I'm like, I feel pretty good, honestly. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to get up and walk around. If I had to. I could. Um, wow. And so at that point, I think I'm only back there for half an hour. Were Maybe you, do you hour. know, do you know if you were intubated or if you had a catheter or a combination? I, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, oh, oh amazing. Uh, intubated possibly because the doctor, so rewinding to two days before on Sunday, Tessa, our six-year-old tested positive for the flu. Actually, this oh, was like right. Thursday or Friday. Right. And come Sunday, my Dr. Rudnick, who I, I texted, he's like, yeah, you should get tested just to make sure. I get tested. I feel fine. I feel normal. But it comes back to, yes, I've been influenza A. I think I talked about this and I called, yeah. I eventually got a hold of the surgeon and he's like, Hey man, if you're good with it, we're good with it. Like if you don't have any symptoms, if you develop symptoms, let us know. But if you're symptom free, then, you know, we're all fine with it and it. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. The only issue is if you develop symptoms, i.e., cough, sore throat, whatever, um, and we have to intubate you during the procedure, that could be a problem. I'm like, okay, right. well, I, I don't want any problems, so you'll be the first to know if anything yeah. develops. Spoiler alert, nothing developed. I feel fine right. the whole time. I had sniffles on like a week ago, like Wednesday, like uh, other than that, healthy as a horse, uh, right. aside, from, aside from brain cancer. <laughs> and so, yeah, aside from that. And so, we all go through with it, and I don't think they ever had to intubate me. I never was told, right. or I never had any sore throat. I did find out that I was catheterized, and that sure they want you pissing on the table. Thankfully, they took it out before I woke up because that would have been an unpleasant experience. That said, I didn't have to pee for the first few hours. I mean, I finished. I think I finished surgery at nine o'clock. It was about two hours long. Christy was Christy to her credit. Went off to play, to play tennis uh, while I was getting uh, cut Good. because I needed Good. distraction. I needed to like work Good. out some energy. I'm like, go. Like, You're not going to do anything here. It's not going to ask you to hold the forceps. And so <laughs> I, uh, the doctor or the nurse apparently texted her at like 7.15. Like, okay, we're actually starting now. And she was on the court. She's like, all right, do, do what you got to do. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, they set me up and uh, I didn't have to pee for the first few hours after my recovery, like until the afternoon, like one or two o'clock, I finally had the urge to like actually go pee. It must have drained me completely. And so I was like, all right, it's time. And at this point, I'm feeling decent energy, like way better than I thought I would. So I swing my legs off the bed to stand up and walk to the bathroom that is literally three feet away from me. It's a big room, by the way. These rooms are, are new and they actually had a couch, a couch, you know, a, yeah. a couch, and a recliner and a chair. Yeah, I, 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 like, when I was there visiting my my friend whose daughter, they're very nice. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 sweet sweets. And yeah. so, um, I swing my legs off to go, and all of a sudden the room lights up and an alarm goes off, and a uh, automated voice is like, "Patient out of bed, patient <laughs> out of bed." Yeah. A nurse has been called. Please stay. I'm like, what are you? What the fuck? And because so you probably had a fall hazard sign on your door. Yeah, I just got out of you know brain surgery. So yeah. here comes the orderly, and they're like, "Oh, are you okay?" I'm like, I just 
I want to try and pee. And they're like, uh, they're like, well, you have a, a, a health or a uh, fall risk. Yeah. Like thing yeah. on your bed. So if you want that off, I'm like, please take it off. Like if you want that off, just like sign a waiver. And I'd like sign a waiver on an iPad saying I'm okay with not having the alarm on whenever I, cause God forbid I try and get up or, or even shift yeah. my weight. You know what I mean? To like yeah. pee into like a bedside urinal or something. God yeah. forbid. And so I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. So I, <laughs> I go, I go to the bathroom and for the first time I, I, I actually have serious pain where the catheter mm-hmm. was being threaded. Turns out they weren't exceptionally gentle when putting it in or out. And so what I can only assume is like a UTI sensation. There was a like oh, yes. fire down below. And it, is, able, it, it burns like a mofo. It's, it's, I'm Tom Hanks in the Green Mile. I, I'm putting out a few drops and it's all I can stand. I'm, I'm in pain anyway. So I'm like, this, yeah. this is not going to go well. So I, I, I would say I finished, but I stopped. And so they came back to the bed. The, the poor orderlies outside the bathroom were like, Mr. Bishop, how's, how's it going in there? And I'm like, honestly, not that, not that great. Not, not great. Uh, and so he helps me back to bed. And so now they have to bring in an ultrasound for my bladder because the rule is if it's more than a certain percent full, they have to catheterize you again and get that urine no. out of there. And we're not talking about, we're not talking about like a condom on a hose. We're talking about full insertion. Thankfully, I never found out, but they they have to go into the bladder to drain it. Got it. And so all all I needed to know was I'm like, how much urine is in there and what's the threshold? And so she, 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 uh, does the ultrasound on my belly or my bladder is. You're you're pregnant again. That's right. She's like, congratulations, Mr. Bishop. And she goes, uh. Okay, so the you have 500 milliliters in your bladder of urine, and the limit is 450. Like, can do. And so I go to the I'm like, excuse me. I just went to the bathroom. I got a little bit out, just enough to get me under. And I'm like, all right, I can take it from here. This is where I'm good. I can I can extract this a little by little. So, long story short, long story short, um, I was able to pee with gradually less pain each time it took a full 24 hours or even oh wow like for the pain to go away but like it was it was was steadily graduating downwards so um that's good i did not have to to get drained again oh and like awake oh god between having had many utis and having uh you know, my surgery last year, I woke up and the only thing I remember saying is, I have to pee. I have to pee. And they're like, no, you don't. You had a catheter, but it hurt so bad. Yeah. I just assumed I had to pee. So it is the worst. And I can't imagine. I mean, you guys with the, oh yeah, God. Pinpoint with accuracy. Some of us more than others. Uh, but they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they had the DCC to take it out before I woke up. So that was at least That's a courtesy good. that I appreciated. Um, yeah. And after that, you know, it's all, I, after that, I was ready to go home. I'm like, I'll, I'll spend the night here for observation, but uh, I have the energy and I have the wherewithal to go home. My mom was in town, which is very nice. And she was actually a huge help, like just like making spinach 
salads for Christy. Like, oh, yeah. Christy forgot what it was like to have food made for her by someone she's not paid. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. It was uh, well, not, not, not a restaurant. Like, we're at home and like, right. here comes lunch. It was fantastic. That's so it was great. all hands on deck. Tessa had, um, Tessa had camp. Thankfully, so I was oh, we were off the hook in terms of like you know dealing with her. Uh, she, yeah. She's the light of our life, but dealing with her, you know, during the day uh, was what uh, did well, what did she know? That's a great question. I mean, I knew, she knows she knew that Daddy was going in for a procedure. She knew that Daddy was going to be pretty tired when he got home. Um, but we were we were we, I feel like we, well, we Christy, but, but we struck the right balance of like telling her this is serious. But it's also we're also okay with it, and it will not be like a major. You know, she she remembers still when Daddy was really sick, like you right, know, COVID right. and stuff. I'm like, it won't be like that. Daddy be a little tired. Please don't tackle Daddy, Good. which I know you love to right. do. But don't don't hit my head. Uh, and she's like, okay, and oh, like we'll watch, we'll watch movies, and you'll go to camp, and then it'll be here, and it'll be great. Uh, and it was like a little so I should vacation. cancel. I should. Oh, good. Okay, good. I should cancel my. I sent you guys um, that game throw throw burrito. I'll uh, well, I mean, I'll get rid they, of it. They can play it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, question. Um. Okay. So she. So I've. I know Tessa. You know fairly well, and she's the best. She doesn't. She seems pretty open to f- what what she's hearing. Like in my case with our stepson, my stepson, it's question after question after what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Does she just accept the information and move on? A little bit. I mean, I think there was like a little bit of like, well, what happens? What's going to happen when blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, then daddy will just sleep, you know, like that kind of stuff. But once we assured her, I think she, got, she took a lot of cues from us, which was... You know, we're, we're okay with it. We're calm. We're confident. She was calm and confident. Honestly, it didn't seem to affect her that much. It was helpful having right. my mom here because it was just one more person to play with and, you know, read to and all that stuff. Oh. So, yeah, it was oh, yeah. great. It was, it was really helpful. And then That's in amazing. terms of and like home care, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got home those first couple of days, had a weird amount of energy. And again, I was on steroids. Uh, I'm assuming that had a lot to do with it. In the ensuing five days, I would say a little more traditional what you're what you're thinking of, which is thankfully good energy in the morning uh, that fades kind of quickly, and so by the evening, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much useless more so than I usually am. Um, sure. And uh, you know, it's the Christie show at that point. Sadly, you know, a lot of uh, cooking and whatever. But Tess is at camp until uh, four o'clock, basically. So you know, okay. it's a, yeah, it's it's a uh, a reasonable hill to climb. Yeah, that's amazing. And this is probably more of a question for your wife, but, and you know, throughout the years, and something tells me, I would imagine something like this would come up in the doc, maybe. Um, there is there is a, a special concern and empathy for the person who is sick. That is a given. There is also the person next to the person who is sick, who is generally a bit of an unsung hero in terms of holding life together. Um, how, how is she? You know, that's a great question. I actually said to her a few days ago, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm so focused on me. Everyone's so focused on my recovery. I have let it lapse. Like I should be asking how you're doing. Like you're, 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 
bearing the brunt of a lot of this. And how are you doing? She's like, thank you. I very much appreciate that. And I'm like, I will not be asking that again. So yeah. enjoy well less. But yeah. no, it's funny you mentioned that, Gina, because we were earlier today had a, uh, a call with uh, the American Brain Tumor Association where I'm delivering the keynote address uh, in September at oh, the nothing. National Conference. Oh, no, then, but Chrissy's going to also take the stage and give a few minutes on like the caregiver perspective. That's because right. the, like you said, it's so important. And almost half the people there are going to be, now we say caregivers, apparently care partners is the way to, uh, is the way to say it um, okay. these days. Yeah, it's all the same thing. In fact, I said to Christy, I was like, that could be a part of your talk. Like the fact that we now even have a different name for what, you know, what this sort of unknown thing was. I feel if I were Christy, I'd be like, uh, 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 screw that. I am the caregiver. I am the one doing all the giving right now. I want my title back. Yeah. Caretaker is is a misnomer because you're not taking anything. You're just giving and giving. (laughs) And so surely giving that perspective, not just of the, at the, at the uh, keynote, but also, yeah, like you said, a big part of the documentary, like she's going to be representing that point of view, you know, like almost And and that's amazing because I I can't tell you how many stories you hear just in the news or anecdotally or whatever. Frankly, personally with my dad, it's like there are times where, you know, somebody could be losing their house or whatever. And it's like, screw anyone in this situation who isn't letting me focus on the person I need to be focusing on. And the fact that, that Christie's, you know, keeping life together means that everyone can, you know, circle the wagons and, and get you as healthy as possible. Yeah. I I was thinking of you, you, you went through with your dad because you were, you were the caretaker. I mean, you were, he had, he had a facility, but you were the one who was facilitating all of that, you know, and it's a, it's a thankless job and I'll not be thanking you right now because it's a, no, I wouldn't. Exactly. That's exactly what that means. Well, that's amazing. We should have just knowing what we know now, but Gary and I should have just scheduled a bunch of gang tapings when you're fresh with your Seriously. steroid usage. Really should take this an advantage. Is, this was an opportunity missed. But how does your actual head feel? Uh, mostly fine. I'm still a little numb right here. Like they put a numbing agent that like numbed this whole part of my head and they're still, right. they're still pretty numb right here. Um, I actually haven't even seen my incision. And oh, it's, it's hardly, a, it's, it's, yeah, tiny. it's pretty small and it's sewn shut. I mean, I can yeah. feel, I can feel the fishing wire uh, poking yeah. out where it's tied. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And it was really it's, weird, especially for the first few days. I would really feel it when I would like blow my nose and like I could feel it. It felt like it was like, like it felt like it wasn't, oh, it wasn't doing this, but it felt like it was like inflating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I hear you. Well, okay. like the brain itself, I've been told by people who know things, the brain itself feels no actual pain. So whatever discomfort I felt was on the skin and the skull, you know, and that wasn't actual brain. I don't want to say what I'm about to say. I don't even want to think about what I'm about to say. But you've seen those like, You've heard tell of those surgeries where the person's like supposed to be awake and playing the guitar and then they push on sure. something and like, ah. so yeah. I, I think, I think there is truth to the fact that like the brain doesn't feel the pain. It's what goes through to get to the brain feels all the pain. That's a good point. Yeah. I was asleep. So I don't think I was playing guitar. Good. No, you weren't singing. Yeah, not that I could anyway. I don't think they'd want that. Maybe that was on the table and they heard me and they were like, let's put this guy to sleep. (laughs) And when do we find out things? That's a great question. 
what was amazing was how quickly they were finding out things. Like at one point, they actually told Christy from the operating room, like while I'm in there with the needle in my goddamn head, they're like, oh, we, so we already know, we, they, they already figured out that it's not a GBM, which is a grain, uh, uh, glioblastoma multiform. That's like the most aggressive type of brain tumor and like doesn't have markers for that. So that's good. We kind of knew it. I mean, based on the fact that it's grown slowly over the years and not quickly, right. but nice, nice to know, you know, medically, yeah. scientifically. Um, they're like, yeah, we, we can, we already know this. You know, it's not aggressive. It's a low grade tumor. Right. And so over the next, hopefully week at the most, we'll find out all we need to know about this tumor, including if it has the specific markers that may be eligible for this new uh, medication. So that, that's what we're really waiting on. That's unbelievable. You know what it feels like? You're the only one that would even get this or even I have a chance at appreciating this. This is very film noir. Like you've been this hard boiled gumshoe detective. You've this guy is just out of your grasp. Allah, catch me if you can for, you know, 14 years. And now you got the fucker and you're going to find out everything. All you've been chasing him. You've been trying to put you have your strings on the wall with the with the bulletin board. And now you're getting your answers. Yeah, finally got informant to flip yes thank god this is so exciting it is and honestly like you know you're probably hearing my voice i'm a little more hoarse than i normally am i'm a little more tired as the afternoon as we record this but all things considered the the recovery has gone fairly well that's so great um well well if you're tired uh let me know and I'll I'll uh, bring in a hand puppet or I, I don't know. I'm out of answers. Please don't be tired. Okay. Um, we have more shows to record uh, soon enough. This has been so illuminating and I'm so relieved. Anytime people know, like people say, like, unless you're bleeding, don't call me. I can still handle a text about somebody bleeding. <laughs> so the only time Christy has ever called it was when you were in one of the only times probably was when you went to the hospital and we didn't know why, you know, back at our old show. Oh, sure, and sure. So as long as I didn't get a phone call that said Christy Bishop on it, I was feeling pretty good. That's uh, that's fair. And, I, and people, you know, people have been amazing. Like, you know, we had friends send us ice cream and like DoorDash mm-hmm. gift cards because it's a weird place to be. And like, you know, financially we're, doing pretty well and we can handle you know, most things that come our way. What's really taxing and difficult, especially on Christy, is like just the time, just the effort. You know what I mean? Like she has to work full time and work yes. out and and take care of Tessa and then take care of me and just yeah. take care of stuff around the house. It really is much less about the financial than it is about like, oh, well, like it would really help if we could like have dinner taken care of tonight. Or a friend totally. of ours, a friend of ours made us uh uh the uh was the, the Evan Funky, he, he, the chef of um, Felix here in LA, a uh, very elaborate lasagna, which is still feeding us from a few days ago. So, you oh, know, just, that's good. It's a nice thing. You know, my friends are sending stuff and asking how they can help. And it's just, it's an all hands on deck situation. And I, I've compared it. It's funny because a few days ago, I said to Christy, I'm like, this is the worst I felt since I was first diagnosed and treated with like radiation and chemo. Like, even when I was on like, Stavarga and really st- suffering like during COVID, which you right. were able to see uh, up close and both on, on Zoom. Even then, it was just kind of 
dealing with side. It sucked. It sucked royally. But even then, it was kind of dealing with side effects. Whereas versus like now, or at least the last few days, like it's just the general weight and malaise of it all and, mm. and recovery that reminds mm. me of those first couple months, you know what I mean, with radiation chemotherapy. Sure. But important distinction, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. You know what I mean? Whereas back then it was like, man, I really hope this gets better. I, yes. I, I can tell it's already getting a little better. You know, it's incremental and it sucks and I wish I could do more and I wish, you know, Tessa didn't have to be you know, bear witness to this. But at the same time, we're, we're making do and it could be, I'm cognizant of the fact that it could be a lot worse. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's, I mean, I can only imagine you're, you know, you're, different. We're very two sides of uh, the same coin. But like, 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 for example, you didn't walk into the OR and just start crying for no reason, right? I didn't even walk into the OR. But okay, no, so, I, I, did not, just, I did not do that. Just to cry just because you felt like it. Okay, so we're different there. Um, but also, I would imagine whether, you know, even though you have a very low resting pulse and are very good at kind of letting dealing with things as they come, I would imagine there is so much less cortisol hijacking your body because you have so much more information as opposed yeah. to at the beginning of this. No, that's fair. I, well, you mean the beginning of like 14 years ago? Yeah, well, just, yeah. I mean, when you're comparing those two things, oh, yeah. it's like, I, it really is oh, nice that plus the, plus the who knows. Well, you yeah, know, totally. we'll see what happens tomorrow. Now we we have much better idea. It's what's funny going because on. I had the I had the ignorance, the the blissful ignorance of youth on my side. You know, Chris and I were mm. renting an apartment. We were engaged, didn't have a child. You know, the the stakes yeah. were a lot lower. So right. I'm cursed with all these great things now in my life. Yeah. You know, actual stakes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's like a calculus, right? Like. Well, I just feel so much more confident and the technology is there. The doctors are there. Our care is there. Our home unit. You know what I mean? So yes. it's, it's a, it's a whack-a-mole uh, game, but the, you know, the ones that pop up are, uh, are much more manageable. And every 14 years, if it doesn't pop up, you go in and you fucking grab it. That's right. Exactly. Who, know, who knows what's available 14 years from now? <laughs> I'll not be here, but who knows what's going to be there. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. We've been just sort of waiting patiently and, and playing it as cool as possible. But, uh, you know, for me, that that doesn't come across very cool. So this is great news. Come check out the YouTube video because Brian is uh, doing something he doesn't do very often. He's smiling. I'm also wearing a polo shirt, which seems very, very, very typical. But for the last few days, I'm wearing button ups so as uh, not to even have the chance of rubbing against of, against I, your nipples. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, that well, was my that was my surgery. But I've been given the uh, green light to actually take a shower, which I've been doing, but like wash my face and my head. So uh, oh. maybe that maybe that'll be a treat that I enjoy. That's amazing. And don't go full uh, 80s or 90s on us and use those like, remember those like buff puff scouring pads like for pots and pans and girls would do it to their face. Just go easy. No, I'm probably going to uh, gonna to exfoliate because, uh, you know, yeah. even, though, even though I've been washing with um, Christie's uh, makeup removers and things of that yeah, nature, yeah. it's still, you know, it's in need of a good scrub. Understood. Just be, I'll draw a marker around it and don't, just don't hit the bullseye. I've had enough markers drawn on me, Gina. <laughs> All right. Well, this has made my day and I know it's made everyone else's. The only other thing that could possibly make my day is to talk about a girl's best friend, a guy's best friend, Alex and Ani. 
Jewelry is having a big moment right now, and with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order. Oh, so beautiful, which I'm sure they would have made you take off before. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, what about to take? I have my, my ring was gone for like, uh, for, how long was my ring gone? Well, like in your purse. Yeah, my ring was gone for like two days. Which uh, Is that the longest it's ever been off? Pre-marriage? Yes. It is yeah. by far the longest I've ever been off. Um, except for that weekend in Vegas. You know what I'm talking about? That's right. Um, Wheels up, rings off, buddy. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you and Gary, Gina, for uh, holding the fort down while I was gone. Appreciate that very much. Of course, the incredible team at Cedars, both mm. operating room and recovery area, just great, great people. Could have made me feel more at home, and you know I couldn't wouldn't be here without Christy in many 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 ways, oh. uh, but especially uh, this week. It goes without saying, and because Brian's too nice to say it, and because he's going to probably have many more dealings there, I will say, can you not treat the catheter like a retractable dog leash next time? Yeah, don't yank Just on a that. little more gentle. Yeah. Uh, other than that, five out of five stars would recommend. Uh, don't with the last part, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a full full success. That's amazing. We are so happy. Um, I'm gonna get off here and go cry because I need to. I'm just so relieved, and uh, we will be back asap with a uh, more show with Brian with 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 well with a gram less Brian with one gram we'll less. Yeah, it. yeah, but we'll take it. He'll keep us updated on everything, anything and everything. And by the way, because this is for LA Magazine, we talk about Los Angeles. There is no doubt that you have heard of Cedars-Sinai before. It's one of the premier hospitals in the country. So feel free to Google it for all of your hospital needs. Yeah. I've, been, I'm, I, I've been going there for years for my gynecologist and so many other things. That's funny you mentioned that. This, this is not an ad. Cedars is doing okay. And they're not giving me, not giving <laughs> me any money. Yeah, they're, they're they no money. money. Money has exchanged hands. It's not gone to me. It's gone to them. That's right. But I that's just remember that one of the times I went there, they had a concierge. And I was like, where am I? Yeah, seriously. When I, when I actually was talking to the surgeon at one point, uh, Dr. Chu, uh, he was like... Um, He's like, so what, what do you do for a living, Mr. Bishop? I'm like, oh, podcast. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, LA Magazine. He's like, 
oh, I was featured in there as like one of the top surgeons or whatever. I'm like, well, that's at risk. So just know that can be taken <laughs> away anytime. I, I love it. it. I, any normal person would have said, well, any Jew would have said, oh, my God, Bashir. And any other normal person would have said, oh, thank God I have you. But in true Brian form, he dangles it over his head saying that tie can be snipped at any moment. Gina, what's the first rule of economics? People respond to incentives. Get Chris G on the phone. I'll have that uh, <laughs> list of surgeons reviewed. Oh my God. Well, no need. Dr. Chu was a master. And we here in this place. All right. We uh, we will talk to you. This is going to be on the cover next month. Do you know that? <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at, at BaldBrian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at, at LA Mag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon. Thank you.